that top down shit. Cruising on the motherfucking highway doing your goddamn thing. Ain't worried about a motherfucking soul. Just do you, baby. Retro player, player, and 64. Cruising USA Exotica, I need some votes. Hit the floors, cause I need that flower in this hoe. Nintendo power with the power, you gon' run the show. Flow heavy on beats like a tampon. Shorty wasn't sucking dick while your man gone. Hit it once, now your ex wanna stand up. Hitting buck, hit the chug, Norris, now you're dead wrong. Retro player, player, and 64. You ain't cuffing, get these hundreds, I'm a telehoe. It was all no. Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the world presents a bully in the hips of sports talk podcast episode number 17. And like always, I got my man Shahid here. What's going on? What's going on? I hope everyone's having a good week beyond cowboy fans. Um, Jason Garrett still has a job. <laughs> so yeah, they're not doing too well right now. And, you know, like I say, it's a process. And as a Philadelphia native, I was taught to trust the process. But that depends if you trust the plan. And I don't know. I'm, I'm trusting a certain team plan. And it's definitely not the Cowboys. Ooh. Um, the Cowboys put up a lot of points this week. They definitely put up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a certain point, they, they stayed get up it. all. They stayed up all night long to study for this book report for a class where the final grade was already turned in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's jump in. Just let's jump into your game because my Minnesota game meant nothing. Nothing at all. We were a six seed. Nothing was going to change that. Uh. Funny enough, uh, the Bears almost lost that game. But uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, the great Carson Bartholomew Wentz. Carson Laquan went. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, they played the Giants. They, you know, win and you win the division. Lose and you miss the playoffs. And they went in there and they handled business. It was kind of like rough in the first half, little spots here and there. Second half, momentum came in. They handled their business. And you remember like the Giants are, you know, a 4-11 and team regardless of what Danny Dom's did the week before and all that crap and you know like they it's fun like eagle fans will worry because it's kind of like you know it'd be some of the eagles they win three straight games and they lose to a giants game it's a trap game like how's the last game of the season where you have to win to make the playoffs a trap game like you know you have to win you know the giants are going to play hard because why not like you're not going to sleep on saquon barkley and beyond like one run he had it was like they basically shut down saquon they got pressure on you know, Danny Jones because he likes holding the ball to you know for his deep patterns to coalesce. They got pressure on him. They you know and on offenses, all these young like all these young boys from the practice squad are making moves and it's circling around Carson Wentz. I hope people like certain people. I hope people realize how good Carson Wentz is, and it's not this whole oh it didn't matter in 2017 because he he just had this awesome offense. I got into it on somebody's Twitter when I was like, we can stop slandering Carson once. They was like, it was just against the Giants. And I'm like, you play who's on the you play who's on the schedule. And if you don't if you sleep on who you play against the schedule, you can lose. Like the Patriots just did. It's like, well, that's different. Tom Brady, one bad game doesn't make him bad. It's like one good game doesn't make Carson once good. I'm like, 
And I should have stopped right there. And you should. Because I told myself, like, why? But I was like, I'm going to still be cordial. And I'm like, you know, if you watch the season and you still think he's average, then that's on you. And he's like, well, it's no really no difference between him and Derek Carr. If you look at the receivers that Derek Carr had, I mean, they just as they not that much better than Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar. And I was like, you're right, maybe. Too bad Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey weren't playing. Exactly. Like when I say he's throwing the people off the practice squad, he was throwing the people off the practice squad. Like maybe the Eagles got the best practice squad of all time because majority of his offensive weapons were on the practice squad this year. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, once you once they put up the stat up, he's through for four thousand yards, no receiver over five hundred yards. <laughs> that tells you everything that you need to know and just what he had to endure just playing that position and the weapons that went down like almost what every week it was almost every week somebody was going down it was there's a lot of static coming from your end how's it sound now I mean it's fine until you talk but it's like it's manageable it's not just I mean when you say every week it was every week like even this week Arkego Whiteside got hurt. Brandon Brooks dislocates his shoulder, so he's out for the pl- he's out for the playoffs. Zach Ertz didn't play because not only did he break a rib, he lacerated the kidney. Then Miles Sanders hurts his ankle; he's out. So I'm just looking around. I'm like, he's gonna be throwing to Freddie Mitchell next week. Well, I'm like Deontay Burnett. They just signed like last week. I never even heard of him, and he's catching like a 40 yard pass on a bootleg. Robert Scott was on the practice squad for the Redskins. Boston Scott was on the practice squad for the Saints. Like, they out there with practice squad running back, practice squad receivers, and practice squad tight ends. And Carson Wentz is like, I don't know who you are. Run a, run a play. I'll make, it, I'll make it work. And he was out there making, making it work. And it just shows, like, a month ago, people were like, Eagles fans was kind of like, you know, Let's just get a draft pick. This ain't it. Are we sure about Doug Peterson? Are we sure about Carson Wentz? And like now, like he threw for 4,000 yards. He set the record for most yards in the season by Eagles quarterback. He set the record for most completions by Eagles quarterback. Threw for 26 touchdowns, less than seven interceptions. First quarterback, you know, that had three straight years, more than 25 touchdowns, less than seven interceptions in history. Ever. Not only is like he's the first quarterback to like throw for four thousand. I have a re- you know a tight a receiver catch over five hundred. He didn't have a single receiver over nine fifty. None. So it was all like tight ends and running backs. He was doing it with smoke and mirrors. And if you still doubting Carson Wentz at this point, you a damn fool. Well, I guess there's still people out there like Max Kellerman and his little tribe of people that follow what he says. Oh boy, like Dan Orlowski must have was I'm surprised he had a heart attack like talking to him like well, you know, for before it was kind of like uh was exciting, but it didn't really matter to play bad teams. Now it's like, well I wanna see what he does against Seattle. Like you keep moving them goalposts over and over again, and it's kinda of like whatever. And it says a lot that one of the biggest Carson Wentz supporters and fans is Colin Cowherd. All right, so let's talk about uh, we're going into the wild card. Um, we had the Saints. Uh, y'all have Seattle. 
Yeah, and, got a rematch. And the funny thing about this is, I saw a lot of people up in arms, especially in Minnesota uh, social media, that the little commercial I guess they had for the Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> the Vikings didn't get any airtime. Um, Needed to the Eagles, and which is funny because I'm like, y'all know how this was gonna go. We, I mean, we were not the Eagles and Vikings were not one of those top teams that. Wait, ever, to, but the Titans got a second. Yeah, they got one second. I mean, y'all know, and you know, I like to make fun of fans. No, they you justify complaining. Like you can make this commercial at least two, three seconds if you give them like teams like seven to eight, and you don't show them at all. You don't think that's not gonna get noticed? Yeah, I mean, I get it, but I also get that. <laughs> We are truly dark horse teams. Nobody's expecting us to win this week at all. And maybe our fans, the fan base, some of the fan base is like optimistic at, at best, but it's it's not shocking to me. It didn't shock me when I, you know, when I actually Man, saw it. That's 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 malfeasance and you being nice. Like maybe it does not take that long. Like it's that's, and it's kind of why I've been hearing that a lot of time. Oh, you know, Minnesota don't have a chance. You assume the Saints going to win. I'm like, how? Why are we assuming that? Like, the Saints aren't the Saints. They're not the same Saints people think they are. And people still got this attitude like, oh, it's going to be the playoff time. Drew Brees is going, oh, scammer himself. Drew Brees is going to show up with his blood diamonds. And it's just going to be like the same offense they always had. I'm like, all right. I keep thinking that. Like, these old quarterbacks are playing old and people still aren't accepting that. Well, um, I think the matchup is, I think we can win the game. Uh, I understand we are, how many points? We have, oh, eight, what, 7.5? Sheesh, they're not giving us a shot. Um, I think the only thing that we have to worry about is our old line. Because if we if they get that push, if they can get that push that Green Bay got against us, yeah, we done for. We are done for. Uh, one good thing is hopefully uh, Dalvin Cook will be healthy enough uh, going into the game to help us out. Because anybody else other than Dalvin Cook going into the playoffs, yeah, we we really don't have a shot. But you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You need to you need to have more positivity. You got dark horse. You got the dark horse MVP out there. What's wrong with you? Cut it out, man. Cut it out. I got too many things. That's another thing. I got to worry about uh, Kirk Cousins playing. Uh, you know, uh, clean game. Look, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. I'm not saying that y'all should be favored to win, but y'all definitely have a chance. I, was, I just think people are just caught up with the idea of the Saints more than the reality of the Saints in this case. So if you guys play a clean game and you know cut down on turnovers, y'all got a shot. Yeah. Now, so I mean, I think it goes the same for the, both of us, the Vikings and Eagles. Vikings and Eagles. Look at the advantage y'all have is y'all have a home. Y'all playing at home. That's one good thing. Let me. T- I'm gonna tell you this right now. We're gonna beat the brakes off the Seahawks. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that right now because the, when they played early in the season, that was. Carson Wentz, one of his worst games he's ever played, and it still was only 17-9. And Seattle's a lot worse now than they were then. Like, injuries have ravaged them. Offensive, you know, they got to bring Marshawn Lynch out of retirement. Their, line, their line's hurt. Quandry Drake, they just got hurt. And that wrecked their secondary. Clowney's still beat up. So, Kendrick's just blew out his knee. 
So they have a lot of issues they've been dealing with the last couple of weeks. And besides the fact that they lost that San Francisco game, Arizona blew them out. Like, that is, you know, it's like, long Russell Wilson's there, Russell Wilson's there, but it's like, it's no Josh Gordon. It's a lot of pieces that's missing, and it's going to be kind of like Russell Wilson can only do magic so long, and they're playing on the road. And the Eagles are a much better team than they were like a month ago. And health-wise, Lane Johnson may come back. You know, Miles Sanders should be fine. I will take the Eagles chance. And and the best thing is, no one's picking the Eagles. They were like, oh, it's a nice story, but it's the NFC East. It don't matter. And Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, like, all right. Like y'all, y'all still didn't learn y'all lesson. Like the Eagles have issues with you know, with teams that's like quick strike offensive teams, but like receivers that can get down the field quickly. Seattle is not that team, and if they think Marshawn Lynch is gonna bring it back to 2014 and run 30 times for 145 yards, good luck with that shit. I will, I would love to see it, and I love Marshawn Lynch, but that is not the path to success. So. I can't wait till, and I'm off Monday. I can't wait till Monday. Like, oh, no one, I can't believe this coming. I, I can't believe it. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, especially if uh, Minnesota and the uh, Eagles can uh, just beat the favorite teams because uh, the Saints are the Saints are favorite. The Seahawks are favorite. We'll see how it goes. You know who else? You know who's gonna have some? Might have some sad days. New England. Ooh, because let me tell you something. Tennessee going to smack. I, I'm not predicting Tennessee will win, but I'm not surprised if they do. Like, Tennessee is built to smack them in the mouth, and they are not afraid of the Patriots. And I don't think anybody's afraid of the Patriots this year. Yeah, because this is different. This is a different – the Patriots are, are playing a wild card weekend. This is, this is out the norm. They're in the ghetto. <laughs> the wild card weekend. Woo, child, the ghetto. Like, what is this going on? And Tom Brady is washed. I hope we have just established that and just, you know, settled that. I'm, I've watched plenty of Patriots games because it's like they play a lot of four o'clock games. And I have league pass, just curious. And I'm like, he ain't got it no more. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors with that offense. <laughs> it's a lot of tra- I've never seen a team run so many trick plays, and I'm not saying I watched every one of their um, games, but you kudos get- to Josh kudos to Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick because they're like, wow, y'all got a fullback. <laughs> People barely use fullbacks anymore beside like them in San Francisco. I'm like, y'all running out here with trick plays and receiver passes and reverses. Like, boy, Muhammad Sanu has done nothing since that trade. It's Edelman and, and, and duct tape. That's all it is on offense. And if you want Brady to throw more farther down the field than 12 yards, good luck. Let me know how that worked out. So they've been winning based on their defense. And Stephon Gilmore needs to continue playing the way he's been playing because Tennessee has some weapons that are. It's funny, like people have been paying t- paying attention to Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill all of a sudden is like Peyton Manning. His numbers uh, been ridiculous. His yeah. numbers has been ridiculous this year, and no one's been paying attention because like Ryan Tannehill, get the like get the hell out of here. And it's like I'm watching his numbers. Like he's had an awesome year since he's played. I have no idea. I don't know what that means, what that says about Adam Gase. If it's smoke and mirrors, well, like Tennessee, like when I bring up Tennessee, what do you think of? Mm, these uh, days, nothing. 
Exactly. <laughs> you think of Mario. You think of Mariota. You think like nine and seven and some smash them off offense. They had one of the best offensive rookies this year, and their receiver John Brown, Derrick Henry. They have no problem running him into the ground. Like you want to run forty times, he'll run forty times. Like they gonna. I'm looking forward to that game as well, just because I would not be, be surprised if Tennessee wins. Um, who else plays? Houston plays. Um, the Bills. They play Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. JJ uh, Watt, just the GI Joe's coming back. Y'all, IR. You know, he been he been doing his crunches like Rocky in his log cabin. You know, the only reason I'm going for, going for the Texans is because of Deshaun Watson. Other than that, I'll probably be going for the Bills. But. I mean, he got back in shape. He got all that hurricane. He got all that hurricane money, that hurricane relief money that somehow no one talked about where it went to. But we we gonna leave that alone. You know, he'll, he'll be, it's it's whatever. It's like I like Deshaun Watson. I like DeAndre Hopkins. But Houston's kind of like they always make the playoffs. They never do anything in the playoffs. But I'm not rooting for Buffalo. You kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> if you think I'm gonna do that shit? You got another. You have another thing coming. You go uh, vote for the uh, the top HBC uh, quarterback, uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen from Southern State. <laughs> oh, okay. both jingles, wishbone. No, I'm not. Okay. So. So as far as the top teams that's going to be playing the week, you know, not this this week coming, but next week, who do you trust out of those four? 49ers, Ravens, Chiefs, or Packers? Ravens. Yeah. Okay. Ravens and Chiefs, because it's like I trust Andy Reid up until that championship game. No, that's it. And I always trust, and I always trust Andy Reid after a bye, and it's like Kansas City, Kansas City. They should have been in Super Bowl last year. They're not as like explosive, but like it's still Kansas City. And yeah, Baltimore. I don't think anybody want any parts with them. They got cause they cause they're the best team. They got a chip on their shoulder. Like that's a that's a that's a weird combination where it's like they got some like everyone knows they're the best and they got something to prove. They're like resting their laurels because this whole y'all think my quarterback should have just been a wide receiver. Now we're gonna show we're gonna show y'all like John Harbaugh basically coming out like y'all y'all being racist help me be great. <laughs> like it's hilarious to see how that build up. He's basically said that, like you know, y'all saying that because he looks a certain way, and we know the way he looks, and why y'all saying what y'all saying. But we, but we ain't ready to have this conversation in public. Like to hear him basically enunciate that was was amazing. And I'm looking forward to Baltimore playing Kansas City in the AFC Championship game because that's just gonna be like an awesome game. NFC, I don't trust nobody. Yeah, that's what I, and that's what I wanted to get to. I don't trust the Packers and I don't trust the 49ers. And I just feel like, yeah, I feel like my team got a shot just as much as they do. Anybody got a shot? Like they had, they're like everybody in the NFC is like a good team with a flaw. Like San Francisco is awesome, except when you hit quarterback. Like I watched them, like you know, they got a great defense that plays schematic. They have an awesome schematic offense. They got multiple running backs. George Kittle is a monster. Everything's fine. And then you run into Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, I might push, push come to shove. No, like I'm. Bro, I'd rather play Seattle, San Francisco. I'm not afraid of San Francisco. Like if they win, they win. But they ain't. Joe Montana's not back there. Steve Young's not like even Jeff Garcia's not back there. Like I've not seen from Jimmy Garoppolo be like, oh yeah, he got what it take. 
prove it. And Green Bay, it's it's like it's just the records there. But I've watched you. I know you've watched it. I watched enough games. I'm like, it's Aaron Rodgers, but ain't the same Aaron Rodgers. You know they've been wrong, relying on Aaron Jones, and he's been doing this thing. But I'm like, you're not afraid of Green Bay like you used to be. Like you respect them, but it's not like this whole oh shit, it's Aaron Rodgers. I've seen an Aaron Rodgers miss passes that he normally would make all this year. Any game that I watched, I'm just like, damn, he would have made that. And it was just like either it's too, either most of it just too, it's too long. He just throwing up, just throwing over people. I don't know if that's age. I don't know if he hurt. I don't know what it can be, but it just doesn't feel like the Aaron Rodgers are old. And I understand, you know, people get older, and who knows, he may be dealing with something. But again, like you said, the NFC is wide open for me, and just in my eyes, I don't see nobody saying. I, I don't feel the way I feel about when I see the Ravens in the AFC. Like, yo, the Ravens is the only person in the team I can see beating them is the Chiefs. And that's going to be a war if they make it to the AFC Championship. Yes, and I will just say this, and I said it to you before, they better pray the Eagles don't beat Seattle because that's the last thing you want to do is they don't beat Seattle and then Deshaun Jackson comes back because he's eligible to come back if they win, like divisional playoff round. Like, Kill like certain teams. Like, I remember when the Packers played the Eagles a long time ago when Vic was the quarterback and – they should have beat Green Bay. He got greedy, and Green Bay won that wild card game. Or like they should have killed him. And Green Bay went on to win the Super Bowl. And I thought about that game for a long time. Kind of like that could have been us. And that should have been us. It's like some teams like you need to you need to kill that weed early. I thought about that like when New England played like Jacksonville should have. If Jacksonville had played so conservative, they would have been a Super Bowl. But they played like cowards. And it's kind of like some some teams like do not mess around with certain teams. The last. The last thing you want to do is give these teams hope, like you know, false hope. Don't get, don't get momentum, because like you said, the NFC is wide open. Is it the Eagles are underdog? Sure. Is it any team the NFC? I'm like, oh, I don't know. We can play them. We can beat them. Not really. It's like you in there, you in there. Yeah. I because I just I just watched a Packers team struggle against Detroit. If Detroit had a comparable quarterback, Detroit would have won that game, and we'd be having mm-hmm. a different conversation right now. We just like we just saw like I'm watching the play. I'm been watching the last thing. I'm like I'm, we've all watched these teams. That Seattle San Francisco game was a good game, but it was like it was a good game because San Francisco didn't put them away. Seattle had no business being in that game, and Seattle just beat up like that. And I want to say this: Pete Carroll's won a Super Bowl. He has an awesome reputation as a coach. If Doug Peterson did that shit that Pete Carroll be doing, he'd have got fired. Super Bowl winning though. <laughs> it's first, first and goal at the one. You get a delay a game penalty because you can't figure out the play, and then you just screw up that whole sequence. Like, oh, I'm, I was gonna run Marshawn, but I wasn't sure, and his helmet was off, and then I, I didn't have a timeout, so yeah, I was gonna run, and I got throw. Like, what are y'all doing? And that happens with Seattle a lot. Yeah. This, Where, this, like, in the game, like, Pete Carroll just had, like, rock brain. Yeah, it's, like you said, this is a thing that's ongoing with him. It's, it's like, almost like once every, what, three games, he had these brain farts or not paying attention, and you, you see a timeout, or they either getting a penalty for some madness. And you would think he a probably, team, team like that wouldn't do that. 
I mean, he busy probably thinking about jet fuel can melt steel beams every now and then, but you know, we, that's neither here nor there either. And it's like, that's every time I watch Seattle, I'm like, they should be a lot better because Russell Wilson is amazing. He's put up amazing numbers and it's like, he plays with shackles. Like they still, they play him. Like he's like a system QB, like the Seattle trouble. We'll make it work. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, that's Russell Wilson. Like, unleash Russell Wilson. Let him be great. And they only do that when everyone's injured. Yeah, you are right. I mean, and maybe that may be, I don't know. Because it's almost, you see him play sometimes, and you can see him do those things as far as taking over a game. Basically, what Aaron Rodgers used to do, Russell Wilson can do now. Yeah, and they don't let him. They don't let him. This is almost like, no. Or either he's just like, no, I'm going to beat it. You know, I'm going to make my reads and. I'm not going to yeah. go or, out of this. Or either that, it's like, or they run this whole play like, yeah, run around for nine seconds where we run this deep post. <laughs> <laughs> no, that shit ain't going to work either. I'm like, I'm I'm looking forward to this game because it's the last game of the weekend. And everyone assumes, like, you know, the Eagles are a fraud. Like, yeah, they got in the playoffs, but they beat a bunch of bums and everything. And, you know, the funny thing is, if they beat, like, Miami and like Detroit early in the season and they, you know, 11 and five, they the exact same seed, nothing else changes and they get a lot more respect. People yeah, just focus on them because they're, they're nine and seven. Yeah. That's it. If they was 10 and six, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The division was a the division was weak this 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 season and people just keep looking at that like oh because you know the jokes still going around they, you know they shouldn't even have a home game or whatever and stuff like that. I'm like that. Here's the thing, the dirty thing about the NFC East is normally weak. It's normally just two teams or just one team they beat up on the other two teams. It's been like that for a while. Like it was like that two years. It was like that last year. When the Cowboys were good, the Eagles snuck in at nine and seven, and it was like that two years ago when the Eagles was thirteen and three and beat up on all those bums. Like, so what? Like, once you get in the like, once you get in the playoffs, you get in the playoffs. I don't know why people think oh, like even if it wasn't a division win, they still get in the playoffs. Like the only team that had a similar record then was the Rams, and they got a better strength and schedule than the Rams. So it wasn't this whole they only got in the playoffs because they won a division. Like it wasn't a team that was had a better record that missed it. What are we talking about? Yeah, um, yeah, and you know, we will we will see what happens uh next week when we talk. Uh hopefully both of us will be happy because I definitely want to move on in the playoffs this year, and I definitely know you want to. So uh wanna talk about these talk about some of these coaches? Oh, uh, we definitely can. Uh, let's talk about the first one. And I, when did the Redskins have time to talk to Ron Rivera? That was quick. That happened. Yeah, yeah, speed now. Yeah, yeah, Barack called him. Were, were they talking like what during like last month or something like that? Like, yeah, you know, we gonna I mean, hook up. They probably had they probably had on his radar the moment Carolina let him go. And it says a lot that once it was on there, all these players, like, you know what, that's the best move to get. Like, Josh Norman's like, I didn't want to get released because I might be a chance to get Ron Rivera, and he's an awesome coach. Like, it says a lot that all these players, like, y'all going to be great if y'all get Ron Rivera. And, I, and even players who didn't play underneath him. That's the, that's the reputation he has. Yeah. And yeah. not only that, they got rid of Bruce Allen, who seems to be, like, the main issue. Like, we talk about Daniel Snyder all the time, but – from listening to Washington Sports Talk Radio, Bruce Allen seemed to be the boogeyman that everybody could stand. 
Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, Trent Williams was like, I don't have a problem with Dan Snyder. It's Bruce Allen I couldn't stand. You know, like he's been Dan Snyder's not a good person. Let's don't I'm not gonna defend him because he's garbage. Keep in mind it's the same organization beside their nickname being racist, was basically like sex trafficking their, their cheerleaders and kind of got swept under the rug a few years ago. So there's a lot of trash things about that team. But lately, the whole thing has been like, you know, Bruce, you know, Bruce Allen's been running that show and running, you know, right into a swamp. So we'll see. You know, like, I wish Ron Rivera the best of luck. I know people wonder, like, why would you take that job? I'm like, jobs ain't always open. You take what you can get. You can't be all, some people can't be picky. Oh, I'll just wait for the next good one. How you know you're gonna have a good one? Normally, yeah. good you don't have good jobs. Otherwise, they don't get fired. And the one thing you can't say about the Redskins, no matter you know, their team they kept fighting this year. No matter what their record said, they were fighting in games. Uh, you got a young QB. Uh, it's an upside to going there, and maybe he can turn that culture around and turn that team around to be a uh in a, a, a NFC East contender. Uh, well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you. I know you don't like that as an Eagles fan. I uh, mean, I'm. You know the advantage of being an Eagles fan. They have a front office and a structure that I can trust, and I can say that since Jeffrey Lurie's been on, like since what, Andy Reid was the coach. I've never worried about like the Eagles front office. Like that has never been an issue. I worry about play call and stuff like that, and they might mess up a free agency here and there. But it was like they've always had a plan. And if the plan don't work, they ain't afraid to like fix the plan. Like they don't mess around when it comes to that. And that's an advantage. We're in the division with the Giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys, because the Giants, this whole we play game the right way when men wore ties to work crap. <laughs> the Redskins are the Redskins, and the Cowboys run by Jerry Jones. So it's like you already go an advantage. Like you, it's like playing a baseball game. You start at third base every inning. Um. A team that seems like they're happy that their coach is going to the Browns. Uh, Freddie Kitchens is out after one season. Uh, he finished six, to, six and ten. I don't, I'm not sure if he'll see another job in the NFL. But uh, do you think it was fair? Do you think he should have got another another crack at it? I think that team's a dumpster fire. I mean, it's they've been just going through GMs and because co- the GM's gone too. Like it's kind of like. They just been going through management and coaches over and over again, and sooner or later you got to stick to it. Like it says a lot that they had Sashi Brown there. He, you know, we're gonna tank for draft picks and do all this. They got all these draft picks. They got rid of him, saying, "Oh, it don't matter about assets, how you use them." Brad about what John Dorsey did, made all these picks, and it still didn't matter. Like the owner's the problem. As long as the owner's there, his hands on, it's going to be a problem. They go through coaches and GMs like every two years. You're not going to win like that. And, you know, the main reason Freddie Kitchen got the job is like, you know, Baker Mayfield liked him. And Baker Mayfield sucked this year. <laughs> like, there's no reason they had all that talent and go six and 10. That's just, that's, that's insane. It's like, so no. I, I mean, I, it's hard to say. Somebody turn on a job. I wouldn't take that job unless it was the only job. But I was like, yeah, I'm wait. I don't know about this one, Chief. <laughs> oh, you go wait on that job. <laughs> that one, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait and see what happened in Jacksonville. I'm like, I'm gonna wait out a year. 
maybe Doug Marone gets fired and I could be the coach of the Jaguar. Would you take like it's dysfunctional? It's no plan at all. And it's kind of like you set up for failure in certain that, jobs. It's kind of like you get that job, you don't get another one. I think their plan or what I'm guessing what they thought was, hey, all these draft picks, all these great players, we're gonna win and then fix this internally. <laughs> you know, when is gonna when is gonna solve everything and, and then we'll fix all this other stuff that's going on, which there, it's not didn't happen. Their main issue was a two part issue. The owners too hands on and Baker Mayfield had a horrible sophomore year and was walking around like like normally you make the leap your second year. That's when you like, you know, first year is like I work out the kinks. I figure out what works in the NFL, what doesn't work. And it's like, oh, you know, Baker hot. And now you got Odell Beckham and Kareem Hunt coming back. And you got Jarvis Landry. And it's like, I'm about to people predict him like a dark horse favorite one in the division. And even me, I'm like, got all this talent. They should kill it. And Baker Mayfield was out there playing like the core the backup from necessary roughness. <laughs> one read and run. I'm gonna shuffle my feet. And I'm like, this is Ugh, I'm watching that like this is just and they're out there talking trash too. You can't be bad and talking trash. He absolutely you just sound like you sound like Sammy Zayn doing that. <laughs> Baker Biffa absolutely was the uh the dude playing Madden. He was making that one read. <laughs> no matter what, I'm gonna throw it to this one receiver. And uh yeah, uh shout out to Jarvis Landry because he kept him afloat. Um, do you feel like Josh McDaniels is gonna leave the Patriots? I see uh people <sighs> I just don't feel like he's going to leave that situation. I mean, he's come close. It's, I think he'll leave us. I mean, the writing's on the wall. If he going to, like, I'm, the only reason I'll see him leaving is if he, he figured he's going to coach the Patriots when Belichick retires. Mm -hmm. But he almost left to go to the Colts, mm -hmm. which wrecked the Eagles. It's kind of like he takes that job, Frank Reich stays another year. So, so Philly got a, Eagles fans got a, you know, they not a Josh McDaniels fan. I mean, this, I would say Brian Flores succeeding as much as he did kind of like takes that stink off, you know, Bill Belichick assistant coaches normally don't do well. Mm -hmm. So, and Josh McDaniels has a name. So he's always going to, you know, he sticks his name out there. It's like, oh, you know, Bill. although watching that offense, I'm like, is this the man you want to get? That's a, that's a different type of story. I don't know. I mean, if he if he wants one, he can get one. I don't necessarily know if he wants one, but it's kind of like the Patriots are a team in like flux right now as it is. Uh, Pat Shermer got out the paint after two seasons, nine and twenty three. Uh, I just think he made a better offensive, uh, you know, a coordinator than he did coach. He was. Oh, I don't know. I just don't know. I just didn't never feel like he was. He had the same records. On the, he had the same records on the Browns. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pat Shermer just seemed like he might go back to coordinate. I, I don't know anybody who's going to take another chance with him as a head coach, but I wouldn't be, you know, anything's happened. He's white. <laughs> so <laughs> they could easily I mean, just say. It's, it's Pat Shermer was like this whole, you know, well, he's there. It was people laugh when they made that pick. It's kind of like, you know, what's going on, but they made some funny picks because it's kind of, that's what they do, this whole arrogant, New York Giants walk around, there's all this arrogance about we just play, y'all play the New York way because we're royalty, we don't have that riffraff. That's why we got rid of Odell Beckham and look at him now. Like, 
it's I just laugh at the Giants because it's just they're caught up in their whole mystique, and that's why they got Eli Manson on the pedestal, even though he's going out as a 500 QB. They got hot for two summers like he Jay Z. So you know, you know what's funny with that Pat Sherman thing? You know the last thing I remember that fucking Vikings. Eagles championship game and I was there you know everybody was talking about oh he's moving on and stuff and I'm just like and I was just watching his play calling and I was just like yeah go just go away just yeah, go there's a lot of stuff like that whole play you know how funny that playoff thing was cause they had with Pat Shermer and Matt Patricia like oh yeah he worried about his job before I'm like Nick Foles just dropped 40 <laughs> on and that's the dude you hype for I'm like yeah, if I was if I was the Lions, I'm like, um, I didn't open my box yet. Can I take this back? Yeah, <laughs> like I remember people being real hype for like, yeah, Matt Patricia. People was like, you sure you will get hype? Cause it's like, Eagles just lit his ass up with a backup QB. And you know, like last year it was like, let's get somebody. You know, he went to high school with Sean McVay. He's white with a pencil on his neck, so we're gonna do that. And this year it's gonna be, let's get the people from Baltimore. I'm like, yeah, that works. As long as you got somebody like Lamar Jackson. Otherwise, it's like you can only scheme up to a certain – you can only scheme up so much, and you still need the talent. Like, as good as Doug Peterson is, and he's an excellent coach, it helps when you have Carson Wentz. Matt LaFleur looks a little smart because he has Aaron Rodgers. Sean McVay didn't look all that smart this year because he had your boy – which you, the franchise – Oh, Shane Douglas. Jared, Jared Douglas himself is kind of like, be careful with this whole, oh, this team scored a lot of points. I'm going to get the offensive coordinator. It don't always work that way. Like, you know, I don't know if Eric Bieniemy is good. He should get a chance because he's been doing it for, he's been, you know, putting the work in. But don't get him because Patrick Mahomes is good. Get him because you think he has a plan. And too many times people are like, what team scored a lot of points? Let's get somebody from that team and just plug them in there. Yeah, uh, again, uh, Jason Garrett still has a job. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, 2BA, we don't know. Um, yeah. some, at, at this point, I got a feeling he may be around another another season. No, he not. No, he was What not. are we waiting for then? What are, we out, what are they waiting for? Jerry Jones and the rest. His whole, this whole thing, the contract, like, the, well, the contract's officially over in January. It's like, you know, and they don't have to fire him. He doesn't have a job. It's just like this whole, are we resign? They ain't resigning him. Oh. Trust me, Cowboy fans will have a damn mutiny if they resign him. You want to sign for what, one year? What are you <laughs> signing him for? You know, like, yeah, it'll be a two year, what, two years, and then, you know, he'll be on a short leash that uh, for, for, for that next year. For, for what? I, I don't know. I'm just saying, I just. I expected to hear it, but now, like you saying, the contract ran out to four teams, so whatever. He's just gonna wait. He because Jerry Jones is gonna throw a whole bunch of money at a college coach. Oh, I basically, I keep screaming, Urban Meyer's gonna be a coach. If it's Matt Rule, or if it's Lincoln Riley, or if it's Urban Meyer, or anything like that, you know, the dude, or you know, get the guy from Baltimore. He wants to get the offensive coordinator from LSU. Like it's it's not gonna be Jason Garrett, and I and I want this whole. It's a shame, no matter how you feel, it's a shame about what that Jason Garrett. No, it's not. <laughs> All that, you know how much talent the Cowboys have had and who he's coached over? Like, this man got to coach the tail and the T.O., all of Des Bryant's prime, and Amari Cooper. He got Tony Romo, 
and Dak Prescott. Like, he's had talent up and down. Like, come on. You had DeMarcus Ware and DeMarcus Lawrence. You had all of Sean Lee. Like, you know, I made jokes about the Cowboys. He's had a lot of talent. He's coaching Neef for them to what win what? Uh, two playoff games in almost a decade? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just we're going to move on from that because that's just – frustrating the more I think about it. The last thing we'll talk about, because we're going to skip basketball because we're going to have a lot of basketball talk coming once football is over, but let's talk about L- uh, L- LSU because uh, geez. Okay. The man talk like a Muppet. Um, what was crazy was okay so when i initially was watching the game it had to be like 24 to someone 27 it was a it was like 28 7 it was a weird score and i just stopped watching the game i just text you know or i actually tweeted out like the little thing my bae is calling for the police i was like police so i didn't think nothing of it and i think i was we were texting each other and you had said something i'm like wait a minute what's he talking about? Did the score get worse and i turned and i'm just like Yo, the quarterback is thrown for seven TDs, and I'm like, what in the hell is going on? In the first half, <clears throat> people making jokes like they trashing um, what's his face, the quarterback for um Oklahoma, um Jalen Hurts. Talking about oh, we can he can get jokesy out there with like a HBCU numbers, and I made a comment when he related that like I don't like trashing college players because they teenagers that's not getting paid, coaches get all sound they want, but it's like. College, sometimes the team is better. And then, you know, Cam's talk like, you know, Jalen Hurst is 21. He a grad student. He making money be all right. And I'm like, that was trash him when he lost his job in Alabama. And even if we ain't talking about Jalen Hurst, okay, he on offense. He ain't playing defense. And that's why like LSU just LSU was just better. This whole <coughs> game coach, the game prepare him or anything like that. You ain't preparing against that shit. Well, see, and that's what I didn't know. I'm like, okay, they'll get it together. They just got, you know, the sea legs. And and I didn't know the score had got that bad. So when I turned it back, I was like, oh, I knew uh, LSU was just better, but I didn't know they were going to beat them like this. And I'm just like, my goodness, stop. This is like putting the the subs or something, man. And that says a lot. Like Oklahoma has – some have a lot of talent. They were steamroll a lot of teams, but when they play LSU, it's like you know, freshmen versus seniors. Like somebody just discovered a weight room, and somebody been living in the weight room. Like they had no business being on that same field, and that that happens oftentimes in a semifinals game. Like it's one team that's like, you know what, they really didn't belong, but we did. You know, they just they just you know we need four, and they were the fourth, and it's kind of like they got a good record. Like it's happened. Like. Like it's happened in Notre Dame. One year it was them. Mm-hmm. One year it was Florida State um, with Jameis Winston. And people oh, making jokes boy. about that. Like it's always one team. One year it was like one game is close, and then one game some team put up like sixty, and they're like, "What's this other team? Like had no business being there." And y'all want a playoff, and that's my issue with college sports. It's too many like teams that like just lopsided. And you get games like that. You rarely get games like this in the NFL in the playoffs. You might get like once in a while. It ain't no team like I'm dropping 49 points by halftime. Like that shit's up. That shit was absurd. I'm watching this and I'm like, 
I just felt bad for Oklahoma because it wasn't their fault. But they get trash. Like, yeah, these they... bums should have stayed home, <laughs> and that's what they get, and Texas fans they get for it. I'm like, yeah. LSU was out there like the damn Monstars. Because <laughs> this was out of hand. This definitely was out of hand. Uh, so the championship game will be uh, LSU and Clemson. I no mean, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I, I think. Who you rooting for? I mean, I ain't rooting for neither one. I just think LSU. Nah, LSU. I'm rooting for LSU. Yeah, I'm rooting for LSU because Dabo Sweeney and his old hypocritical, self righteous ways can go kiss my ass. All of this. If the moment you play a player, that's <laughs> I'm leaving college football. By God, this ain't how we do it in the South. And he get a bonus every time he step off the damn house. Uh, like, oh, that was like. Dabo Sweeney gets on my like college pro- coaches going anyway. Dabo Sweeney really gets on my nerves. The problem with with his whole little way of thinking with that is is if you feel that way, then you need to get out of the sport now because somewhere at some school all across the <laughs> this is a great state of America, somebody's getting paid. You may it may that, be under the table, it may be you know you can't find a paper trail, but somebody's getting paid, and that's just the reality that, of it. Yeah, man, could buy a plane if he wanted. And you tell me, oh, you can't be playing them. That ruins the sanctity of the sport. That's, and that's why I always have this dirty feeling about watching college sports. Because there's a lot of fans like, yeah, they got a scholarship. That's enough. I go to school and I'm broke. Nobody go to school to watch you study. You shut. You can get a job if you're in school, and if you get a scholarship, you can still get a job and be a physics major as you want. Trevor Lawrence can't do shit, but make you a whole bunch of money, and his people just cool with it because, like you know, Boomer Sooner, or just sing a damn fight song and all that stuff. And it's like, I I watch college sports. I don't love college sports. It's always kind of like an unease thing because I like it. Just feel dirty, and then how we talk. We talk about like they pros. We love, like, trust me, when they play, somebody getting slandered. Either Joe Burrow going to get slandered or Trevor Lawrence going to get slandered. We just can't have, like, you know, why can't this be LSU, which is better? Why had it be Oklahoma suck? Because, uh, you know, Oklahoma, you know, if Oklahoma was winning, it was the other way around, I think it would have been the same thing. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah, but I'm going to say, I just say that in general. It's kind of like, and I've gotten, I've gotten to it people where it's kind of like, People seem to enjoy making fun of losers more than celebrating winners. It's never a team won. It's like a team blew a three. Like it's like a team blew a three-one lead. We still make fun of Golden State for doing that. We make fun of Atlanta for blowing a twenty-eight to three. Why can't like you know LeBron James played like damn Superman and beat the best regular season team of all time? It's like that sounds like a better story than like Golden State blew it. Yeah, but you got to realize too. <laughs> If you ever watch uh, sports and, you know, how they do the review of the year and all that good stuff, that's what the story will be. But social media story is, yeah, they blew a 3-1 lead. You know it's different. It's different for both. No, no, it's, it changed. It used to be like we celebrate. Because before, it used to be we, we celebrated winners. I'm trying to – I don't know when it changed, but I know it changed. And I don't know if it was with – the Lakers, Detroit was the first time you noticed it. Like football, it came up like Buffalo. So like you know, but after the Bills came, it was all basically like you know, team one more like like every now and then gets like you know Minnesota missed a field goal mm-hmm. or the Eagles lost anything like that. 
but it's but for the most part, once the Super Bowl came, we celebrated the winners. Something happened, and I don't know when it happened specifically. To now, it's like you know, you get more enjoyment making fun of losers, and even like basketball, we saw last year when Toronto beat Philly. Part of it was like, oh, Kawhi Leonard hit an awesome shot. What's most of the gifts of me if you see Joe and B and B crying? That still pops up. I could be watching like the Sixers could be playing like Oklahoma City and have a good game, and some asshole would just put that oh, you saw how he cried back in the playoffs, and it's like you a Heat fan. The Sixers played the Thunder. You bringing up something the Raptors did like. What are we doing? And it's not just that. It's like it happens or anything like that. Like you can't succeed. It's like, oh yeah, you did this. But what about when they lost? Yeah, it's just people, man. Jokes are funny. People like to get the jokes off. Now you know that. You see that on so you see that on Twitter all the time. People jokes hater. over facts. Hater mentality. They got a hater soul. And that's why we can wrap up when they talk about stuff for the decade. I remember LeBron quote, like, you know, at the end of the day, y'all gotta basically go home and live the lives y'all living, and I'm gonna be fine. And people were real salty about that when he said it. Oh, they ain't like that. Right. He he went south. like it one bit. <laughs> he went Seth Rollins, and they ain't like it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you ain't gonna take my shine. Yeah, we lost the game. It's just a game. Because they basically said, like, you know, how you gonna feel get being labeled as a failure? Like, one more type of co- what type of question is that? And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to still wake up and be me. And y'all going to wake up and be y'all. And I know how I feel about myself. And I can guess how you feel about yourself. And it's like, yeah, I guess you would be hating. And I remember reading that quote and just laughing. I remember people were pissed. I remember people were just mad at that. And now I'm just seeing it again. And people still remember, oh, that ain't fair. He making fun of people. They were struggling through the recession. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, it's, it's his fault. It's, like, you know, like he, like he worked for Lehman Brothers. Like, shut up. It's cool. It's all cool when he's humble and you know he's he, he's sort of soft spoken and not saying a lot. But now that he's talking talking back and saying what he feels, oh oh, you, LeBron, yeah, you're going too far now. You don't say stuff. Like, like I said, everybody everybody got jokes until you get called broke, and it's like <laughs> oh. You don't know the economic anxiety. You don't know the struggle. Like, yeah, you know, you be popping off and just say whatever you want. And then they may say stuff back. Burner accounts aside, I never get mad at Kevin Durant for clapping back because fuck them. Like, people get to say whatever they want. Then the players say, like, oh, you got to focus on the game. You don't be focusing at your job at Domino's or your job at Hewlett Packard fixing printers. You on Twitter talking about them. How come, when, how come they can't talk back? They playing. I never had I never had issue with athletes and coaches saying something. Even Adam Gates tomorrow. No, I ain't worried. I'm rich as hell. Listen, to me. I don't like Adam Gates, but guess guess what? He want to say that. I ain't got no problem with him saying that. Players clapping back is great, and I love it, especially from Isaiah Thomas. What was it last week? What he do? But man, it was it was, it was a cup sticking his middle finger talking about fuck you, fuck you. He just casually walks up to my man. And they have a conversation, <laughs> and he gets to and he gets to spend it. Talking about, oh, I ain't mean. I just want a smoothie. Yeah, it's a sixer game too. Well, I'm like, damn, smoothie. It's winter time. You cheap bastard. No. I keep having that sixer game because I had with Russell Westbrook. They stick his finger in his face. I'm like, y'all need to chill out because one of these point guards gonna come up and right. and shoot the fair one. Like, Man. don't do that with Kyle Lowry. He might shoot you. Basically, I'm sorry. I just wanted a frosty. <laughs> yeah, y'all gotta cut it out out there because these are grown men out there, and 
you wouldn't do that to a regular girl, man, out in the streets. So don't be trying to do it because you feel like you're safe. They swear they can do it, whatever. I'm like, I know the, you know, the Motor City incident was a long time ago, and players now come from AAU ball. They chilling, but still, you gonna step with the wrong person, and they gonna remember like, yeah, I ain't come from the suburbs. <laughs> like I, I keep that thing, I keep that thing in my bag. Like don't, don't do it, and. Yeah, just don't do it. Yeah. Don't if you want to do that in real life, and like if you ain't you ain't afraid to, if you're not ready to shoot the fair one, don't be talking to them like you ready to shoot the fair one. And that's why I don't like people follow me on Twitter because I'm like don't don't do it because I'm telling you right now, 2020 I ain't being nice. If you follow me and you jump on my mention with some dumb shit, I'm cussing you out. Well, you know, <laughs> I was ready to cuss you out for you entertaining. You know what? Never mind because you quick no, to tell I'm me. You quick to tell me, oh, fuck him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know what? He right. So I'll drop you know it. I tried to be reasonable because I'm like, okay, they follow a few people I like. And maybe I see some of his tweets. Maybe he cool. But like, you, I'm going to give you like one or two chances. You keep digging. Nah, I'm clapping back. I'm telling you right now, 2020, don't say no dumb shit in my mentions. Like, if I ain't tag you and I ain't talking to you and you say some silly shit, I'm going to cuss you out and mute you. Yeah. <laughs> It, uh, on that note, we will sign off for this week. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World <laughs> or Twitter and or Facebook. And if you have any questions or comments, you can leave at Jeff versus the World at yahoo.com. Also on Instagram, the real Jeff versus the World. You can follow me there. And if you want to follow Shahid, you can follow him at Philly, nah. Dr- Philly Drugs. Nah. You ain't fo- don't follow. No, you know what? Don't follow me. Follow I ain't trying to be famous. I don't need no more followers. I'm cool. I'm all right. Philly drugs. Follow, follow Jeff. <laughs> Jeff versus the world. He's an awesome, cool dude. He got multiple podcasts. You follow him. Don't follow me. Don't just don't. Just leave leave me alone. Cause I ain't here for the jokes. I'm, treat me like you treat that wide receiver that used to play for Peyton Manning. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Treat me like that. Cause we both from Philly. Yep. Oh, that note. Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs>